All right. So let's get into this story. First one up is Trump. Here we go. A young racist in Atlanta. Say racist. What? They have another one. They say there's a young woman, uh, a young racist in Atlanta. Say racist. And they say, I guess they say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. Uh, what's going on in this country is, uh, and by the way, I hope he got proof, you know, because this is a really bad way to go, you know, to uh, to go in a way that um, you're just going to throw mud at people, okay? Just going to just start slinging rumors and stuff. I mean, people haven't forgotten about the fact how you still sided with Linda Ferrisine when it came to the Central Park Five, okay? A moment that you could have look good for blacks you decided to drop the ball and also the fact when it came to uh the reversal of roe v wade when mary miller said um that was a victory for white life you could have checked her for that but you didn't because you and you were right there when she said it standing on the podium behind her while all the republicans cheered that just showed that this is a white person's country not all lives matter which is basically a lie wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was even better than my perfect call with Ukraine. Remember that call? That was a perfect call. This one's better. This one is more perfect. I challenge. All right. So let's get into the article here about it. Is he telling the truth? Let's see. Okay. Derogatory and false. Fulton DA denies rumors circulated by Trump. Fulton County District Attorney Fanny Willis on Wednesday flatly denied that she had a relationship with a former client and other rumors spread by former President Donald Trump in a new campaign ad. In an email to her colleagues obtained by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Willis called the information in a television spot bankrolled by Trump's campaign derogatory and false. She urged her staff not to respond to any of the allegations. You may not you may not comment in any way on the ad or any of the negativity that be expressed against me, your colleagues, this office in the coming days, weeks, or month, months. Willis wrote in an email sent early Wednesday, we have no personal feelings against those we investigate or prosecute, and we should not express any. Willis spokesman declined to comment. Okay. In the minute long ad, the squad, the fraud squad, the narrator refers to Willis as Biden's newest lackey. It says that Willis presided over a sharp rise of violent crimes in Atlanta and highlights her office being disqualified from the investigating Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones in her long running election interference case due to political conflict of interest. But the most incendiary allegation is that Willis got caught hiding a relationship with a gang member who she was prosecuting. 
It cites an, as evidence a June 25, 2023 article in the Rolling Stone. But the ad, it gets several facts wrong. The Rolling Stone article in it is an interview with YSL Mondo, Mondo, one of Willis' former clients in 2019 when she worked as a defense attorney. And it doesn't make reference to any sort of affair. In the interview, Mondo is quoted saying that he had some auntie to nephew, mother to son type talks with Willis, but the article notes that the two didn't talk after his case was resolved. After Willis was elected DA, her office opened a racketeering case against the rapper Young Thug and the alleged street gang Young Slime Life. Young Slime Life Mondo co-founded Young Slime Life music crew with Young Thug in the early 2010s, according to the Rolling Stone. And in the article commented that the Willis who defended him is not the same person who pursued such a racketeering case. Trump made a similar baseless relationship allegation against Willis during a Tuesday campaign rally in Wyndham, New Hampshire. I guess they say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang, a gang member, Trump said. And this is a person that wants to indict me. Since then, his comments have been amplified by several right-wing activists. The Trump campaign said 79,000 for the fraud squad had to run on cable news channels in Metro Atlanta between August 9th and August 13th, according to the medium buying, which tracks political ad spending. Spot also accuses Willis of presiding over violent crime rates that have exploded and cites Atlanta murder rate numbers that are more than two years old. In fact, homicide numbers in the city are down this year after reaching a 26 year high in 2022. Trump has long accused Willis of being a racist and on a witch hunt against him for his perfect January 2, 2021 phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, during which he pressured the fellow Republican to find him 11,780 votes and told him he could be legally exposed if he didn't. He amped up his rhetoric coming days later before Willis is expected to pursue charges against Trump and many of his allies for criminally interfering in Georgia's 2020 presidential election. In recent days, Willis has shared some of the racist, obscene, and threatening messages she and her office received in, since the opening her investigation. I'm sending you in case you are unclear on what I and my staff have come accustomed to over the past two and a half years, Willis told Fulton County leaders in a recent email, I guess I'm sending this as a reminder that you should stay alert over the month of August and stay safe. So Trump is really just throwing out baseless accusations. It's basically what it is. Okay. All right, so let's check out this uh, this story right here about Memphis police chief right now. Let's see what's going on with that now. Fair use, by the way, fair use.
Okay. There we go. In a little more than a month, Memphis will officially have its first female police chief, Sarahlyn C.J. Davis. I've already been doing some thinking about a 90-day plan. In a records request from the city of Memphis, we learned Davis will make $230,000 a year. It's the same as her predecessor, Mike Rawlings, who retired last month. Like her personal salary and what she gets paid is not really our concern. It's what she does in the community and, and if she's actually open to reform. Chelsea Glass is a community organizer with Decarcerate Memphis, a grassroots organization focused on criminal justice reform. Her group sent Davis a letter laying out 10 different action items they want Davis and her administration to tackle in her first 100 days on the job. The items range from releasing a timeline for all officers to receive enhanced training for various scenarios to a robust relationship with the Civilian Law Enforcement Review Board. These requests have been made for well over a decade now. One thing uh, for sure about me is that I'm a community boots on the ground kind of person. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Even though what you what you went through with that blunder, I don't know, man. She does she even deserve that raise? Does she? This Tyree Nichols situation. It's um Memphis, Tennessee, the, with a federal investigation just getting started, as well as a civil lawsuit looming, Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis is under fire, this time for her, for her salary. Davis makes more than 280000 and it's a significant increase from her starting salary when she first started with the department two years ago, not even two years ago. I mean, she's going, dealing with this right now. The figure makes her the highest paid city employee. It stems from a 14% pay increase approved by the Memphis City Council. Memphis City Council Vice Chairman J.B. Smiley Jr. said it was an incentive to recruit more officers and retain current officers. Smiley said he and his colleagues did not know Davis and her command staff would get the same boost. 14% pay increase for those individuals who are receiving about 50000 a year. That's something completely different than someone getting a 14% pay increase for someone making less, making well over six figures, said Smiley. It's my belief that every member of Memphis City Council believed that the pay increase was going to those who are out in the streets every day. In 2021, Davis salary was just under 235,000 according to the city salary records. In 2023, it's up to more than 280,000. For perspective, police recruits had a jump from about 42,000 to 54,000. Davis also makes about 100000 more than Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland, whose salary is listed at slightly more than 170000 What? When we reached out to the city to ask about Chief Davis' salary, a spokesman said, Chief Davis receives cost of living salary increase just as any other public safety employee has each fiscal year. Smiley Jr. said it's not an ex acceptable answer. A 14% pay increase for cost of living, I'm just going to call BS, he said. I think the council may 
take a wait and see approach or council may pass legislation that deals with these types of increases. So what do you think? Do you think she deserves this? With the debacle with the Tyree Nichols murder, do you actually think she deserves this type of pay increase? Just saying, what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, what are your thoughts? All right. But let's get into the story right here about a uh, a military serviceman doing the unthinkable. Just blatantly disgusting. Let's get into that story right now. Fair use. A developing headline at this hour, a 14-year-old girl found at Camp Pendleton more than two weeks after she went missing. In a TikTok video, her family alleging that she was raped on the military base near San Diego. That Marine taken into custody for questioning. Here's ABC's Jacqueline Lee. Tonight, a U.S. Marine under investigation after a 14-year-old girl was found in military barracks at Camp Pendleton. Authorities confirming this image circulating online captures the moment the Marine was taken into custody. In a TikTok video, the girl's family now accusing him of rape. According to the San Diego County Sheriff's Office, the minor was reported missing by her grandmother on June 13th, last seen four days earlier. She was found by military police at the base on June 28th and returned to her family more than two weeks after her disappearance. It's unclear tonight how long she may have been at Camp Pendleton. NCIS is investigating. Tonight, the Marine Corps is saying they take this investigation very seriously and will cooperate with NCIS and the appropriate authorities. Wit. Jacqueline Lee, thank you. That's, I, I don't know, man. That, 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 that is disgusting. These are Marines now, Marines doing this crap. I don't know, man. This is, uh, this is wild. Fourteen-year-old girl who's disabled. Investigation continues into how fourteen-year-old girl ended up in Camp Pendleton Barracks. Military officials on Tuesday released the latest details on the investigation into U.S. Marine and a fourteen-year-old girl who was reportedly missing, but found two weeks later in Marine Corps base. Camp Pendleton. The first Marine logistics groups continues to take allegations regarding the Marines very seriously. At this time, the commanders are cooperating with the law enforcement to ensure that the ongoing investigation is complete and thorough. The statement read. Following the hearing, the command will consider appropriate charges, if any, based on the results of the investigation, available evidence, and consulting with prosecutors. The statement read. The team was reported missing June 13th by a grandmother in San Diego who told authorities she ran away from home just days prior. The grandmother told the deputy who interviewed her that the girl had run away before, but only for brief periods. A missing persons report was taken and the girl's information was later, later ent um, was entered into multiple missing persons databases, including 
the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The team was located on June 28th in the barracks of Camp Pendleton by military police, who then notified local authorities. Camp Pendleton is located about 40 miles from north of San Diego. Officials said the teen whose family was says has learning disabilities was interviewed and has since returned home to her grandma, officials said. A Marine with Combat Logistics Battalion 5, 1st Marines Logistics, was taken into custody for questioning by the Naval Criminal Investigative Services, NCS, NCIS, the lead agency handling the investigation on June 28th. The Marine has since been released to his command while federal law enforcement officials investigate, said Marine Captain Charles Palmer of the 1st Marine Logistics Group at Camp Pendleton. It's not clear at this time what the Marines connection is with the team, but the family alleges she was sold to, to a Marine for sex. I really hope it doesn't happen that, you know, the family just brought her to this Marine. I really hope it doesn't end up that way. How did she, man, a woman who identified herself as the girl's aunt, Cassandra Perez, posted on a TikTok video that has since gone viral, alleging her niece was raped at the Camp Pendleton military barracks. They're trying to cover it up and place the majority of the blame on her. However, the reality is the whole facility allowed this to happen, Perez said in the video. The security looked her in the face and allowed this man to bring a minor onto the base where he proceeded to have relations with her due to her age. She could not give consent. Military officials say they could not release any of the details, including age or rank of the Marine. The case has been handed over to the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, the federal agency in charge of investigating Navy and Marine Corps criminal cases. NCIS spokesperson Jeff Houston said no one has been arrested or charged in the case. He said the Marines was detained. The Marine was detained for question and released back to his command. The Sheriff's Department and San Diego Human Trafficking Task Force are assisting the investigation. This is insane, man. This is freaking disgusting. And it's really, the Marines is really a group of, you know, I'm not saying all of them are bad, but it really is just a fraternity and, um, they protect their own, no matter what sick perversion they have committed. All right. Okay. So, um, some good news for some guys, you know, um, in Tennessee, I'm going to give you guys some good news. Let's get into it. All right. So those of you who are in Tennessee, guess what? House Bill 2689 is getting ready to pass. That is requiring paternity tests before you sign the birth certificate. Um, because, you know, once when people do paternity tests one third of the time, they end up not being the father. And if they start testing everybody, that number can only go up, not down. Um, it's it, it's going to be dramatic. And right now they're they're starting to also add in things like, you know, um, maternity fraud is a crime and a punishable crime. So uh, guys used to go to jail for not paying child support on a child that wasn't theirs because the state wants to get their money. Because if there is no father to pay for the child support, somebody has to pay for it. So they push it onto the nearest person that could be a father figure. And they're actually starting to jail time the ladies for maternity fraud. Hear that, ladies? Better behave. Besides, I think this is a good bill because some of these men 
are not going to take that. And it, you know, we don't want anything bad to happen to you. You know, even though sometimes you put you 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 will bring yourself and you put yourself in those situations. Uh, this is a good thing because now everybody could get clarity. The you know the real father will be the one paying the child support. Okay, that should be what should be paramount is that the real father should pay the child support. And sad to say, you will probably have some women, probably feminists, that will act a fool and say some nonsense, like how this is hurting them in some sick, twisted way. Okay, Tennessee bill would make it illegal to falsely accuse someone of being a baby's father. <clears throat> Memphis, Tennessee, a bill introduced to Tennessee General Assembly would make it a crime to falsely accuse someone of being a child's parent. The bill was originally introduced to the legislator by Antonio Parkinson from Memphis, who represents part of Shelby County. Parkinson introduced it to the Tuesday House on January 18th, and Senator John Lindbergh of Bristol, Tennessee, brought it to the state Senate on January 23rd. The bill known as HB 0253 and SB 0331 passed the state Senate and unanimously on March 20th. The bill will be make it a misdemeanor when a person commits paternity fraud. Paternity fraud, as defined in the bill, occurs when a person seeks to legally establish the individual as the biological parent of a child in the person's custody with the intent to deprive that person of property or prevent the child's actual biological parent from exercising parental rights to the child. Under the bill, parentage fraud could also be when a person seeks to be legally established as a child's parent and the person knows or should reasonably know that they are not the child's biological parent, okay? With some exceptions that we could read here. All right. Okay, this is a lot here. I don't want to bore you guys with it. All right. So that is a win. That is a W for men in Tennessee. All right. But let's get into more about the Montgomery brawl. And what have we found out about these individuals who started this ruckus? Let's find out. Fair use, though. Fair use. You've got to see this. Black folks do not go nowhere. Remember the ones that just after around and found out at the at the marina in Alabama, the Alabama brawl? Yeah, that's the family right there. Now, you know they have a mini mart that they own. It's called Vessers Mini Mart. So we went to Google and we saw the reviews. They just updated the pictures. These people, these people just updated their pictures on their Google reviews because let me just show you. Let me just show you. Y'all ready for this? Let me pick myself down to a little guy. But before I do TikTok, this is for... Hold on one minute. ...needs to know that the people at this company is involved in hate crimes and hateful activity that is against federal law. 
So, do not delete this. Let me pitch myself down to a little guy. You see it. Yeah, and people will say, oh, they're not racist. How do you know they're racist? How do you know that was a hate crime? How do you know? You see it right there. You see it right there. Okay? These people are clearly racist. All right? And you have clowns like uh, Brandon Tatum, okay, who are trying to, you know, rationalize this in some sick, twisted way. All right? Trying to say that, well, how do you know, you know, you don't know what was said. You don't know what was transpiring between the two. Like I said, you know, you they, you know, white supremacy, they always got their, how do I say this? They got their Stevens. If you watch the Django Unchanged, they always got their Stevens. Okay, that will always put a spin. All right. You got your Candace Owens. All right. You got all those type of people. You know, your Anthony Brian Logans, who will always side with racist people. And it's disgusting. It really is. It is a disgusting thing to see. That you will side with people who will kill you, burn you alive, all because of the color of your skin. Because that's all they see you as, as cattle. To be destroyed. And it's really a sickening thing to see that play out. Keep going. That is an authentic clans mask. And the sad part about this, now we know why they confronted the uh, black employee like that. But the sad part is they own this um, this mini mart and they're doing this, which means they are active members. This is not something he just had around from his grandpa. No, they are active members. This is why he did this. And again, the law need to step in because these are intimidation tactics. They got they they fooled around and found out, and now they mad. So they want to use their uh, racist intimidation tactics to try to pump fear into black community or black people. They are gonna fool around and find out. That's why I made this shirt for people. It's crazy, man. It is crazy how this is. And you have black people and you have racist whites because there was one guy on my rumble was saying, oh, you know what was in those guys' minds, huh? Huh? You know what it was in their minds. You knew they were racist, right? This is how it is. Okay. I even have some black people saying, you, there's no proof that they were racist. Like the brainwashing is real with these people. Okay. Very real. Let's look at this article. Okay. Who is Chase Shipman? Vassar's Mini Mart. Negative reviews trend as owners grow, go viral post Montgomery, Alabama riverfront brawl video. 
Saturday, August 5th, a fight broke out in Alabama's Montgomery Riverfront Park area between several white individuals and a single black man who was later identified as an on-duty dock worker. As per USA Today, the dock appointed the security guard asked a bunch of white people on board a pontoon boat to move it so that the, the incoming riverfront boat named the Harriet Second Riverfront carrying passengers could, could park in its regular spot. However, the former party refused to cooperate, eventually leading to a brawl. Soon, the Montgomery Police Department arrived on the scene and took people to detention. While they have not yet named the suspects in custody, four warrants have been active since Saturday, August 6th. Okay. As soon as the video of the incident became viral, social media users began using their detective skills to identify some of the individuals who allegedly began the dockyard brawl. Among them, a vastest Minimart owner named Chase Shipman has been identified. Meetsons have figured out that not only was he involved in the fight, but was also among the first to escape from the scene as soon as he realized that cops had arrived. Since his alleged identification, the name Chase Shipman has been doing rounds on Twitter with Nixon's calling him out. <laughs> oh. Chase Shipman, one of, the invest one of the instigators in the Montgomery Riverfront brawl, faces severe backlash online. Chase Shipman, owner of the Vesa Mart in Selma, Alabama, says he wasn't involved in the brawl and tied and tried to get away at Montgomery's Riverfront Park before it erupted. Okay. Around 7 p.m. on Saturday, the Montgomery Police Department responded to an altercation on Coosa Street near the Montgomery Riverfront Park involving a large group of white people attacking a black man. Later, the victim was identified as an on-duty dockyard worker who reportedly asked the occupants of a platoon boat to vacate the dock area for an incoming riverfront boat carrying many passengers. Instead of obeying the security guard, people on the, on the pontoon boat allegedly started harassing him at first verbally and then by hitting him. Many witnesses recorded videos of the incident and posted them on social media long before the cops came and intervened by putting the attackers in custody. As per USA Today, there's multiple arrests and the incident is now being investigated, at least four open warrants. In fact, as per statements given to the press by Montgomery Police Department, more warrants may be issued at the video footage from the public and surveillance camera footage from the dockyard are thoroughly analyzed all right but let me uh show you some stuff uh what chase shipman said okay people want to say oh he's not he's not racist he's not racist at all people disgust me now. They just absolutely disgust me here we go Show you something here. Here, this is this is Chase Shipman right here. Okay. All right. This is what he says right here. I believe this is Instagram or Facebook. Facebook. The owner of the Vaser Mart alleged alleged messages. Okay. Here's one. Tiffany Redbone. Dread far 
You can't comment on nothing, though. I don't need you people's money. I prefer superior white dollars. Here's what Terrell Ford says. Vastus Minimum, you'll heal up from that butt whooping eventually. Thoughts and prayers. Vinny, um, this is what Vastus Minimum said. Wait, sir, I thought dollars. This is what one person said. Wait, sir, I thought dollars are green. You know, one person, they're, they're both clown, clowning uh, Mr. Shipman. All right. show you something else okay yep right here superior white dollars that's what that's basically what he said so all this stuff about him not being racist and the people are not being racist that's a lie and it's pathetic that uh you know, Brandon Tatum, the same Brandon Tatum that said the Central Park Five were guilty of rape, but he was ran off YouTube for saying such nonsense. Okay, which was a lie. All right. Oh, I got the evidence. Like I said, these turncoats are disgusting people. They're very extremely disgusting, horrible people. Okay, that look like you and are willing to sell you down the river just to look good in front of racist whites for money. Okay. A man who was involved in Montgomery Riverfront brawl on Saturday, August 5th, happens to be the owner of a mini mart in Alabama. And now his store is being hit with one-star reviews. One person wrote the place has terrible food and a racist ambiance. As we previously shared, there was a massive brawl that broke out of Alabama's Montgomery Riverfront Park. Things began after several white people were seen attacking a black man over a river or a boat dock space. All right. I read this already, so you guys already know the deal. You already know the deal. I don't want to be redundant. Oh, but uh, we have something else to talk about right here. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into this story right here the last one and this is very shocking quick review last year when roe v wade was overturned people were scared because they thought there would be an uptick in our words we ended up being shamed and gaslit by the country what they weren't reporting is that we were actually in danger there was a marine named matthew bellinger who was stationed on a base fair use fair use in hawaii he organized a group called our word krieg our word Krieg. Krieg means war in German. And he had groups in almost every single state. And their main goal was to, on a single day, have a R word day where they infiltrate the United States in places with little to no access to abortion and R word all the white people. Some people were going to R word the white women in these areas to create more white babies and annihilate any man who came to our defense. But also mass unaliving of people who were not white. It wasn't being reported anywhere at the time and those outlets that were reporting it only talked about his planned attack on a synagogue. Nothing about the nationwide organized guerrilla warfare attack. They were doing drills, they had night vision goggles, they had military equipment. They were finding flyers recruiting people all around the country, including 
including Long Island, and that's why this Nassau County Illustrated newspaper started to report it, because they were finding these flyers on Long Island as well. In fact, that small community newspaper is the only place that actually had his picture, and it was half covered with a mask. We can't see his face, and I wondered why. Well, the FBI found him hiding in his mama's basement, and he was locked away last year, right? End of story. I thought it was weird they kept removing the video. What are they trying to hide? I mean, this is a terrorist. He should be in prison. So I looked through the National Prison website, put in his name, and guess what? He was released on June 6th of this year. Yeah, released from prison, somewhere he should have been forever. He's been released on three years probation. Probation for someone who was going to do that to us as a country? And where is he paroled to? Where is this guy and what does he look like? And why don't we have a picture of what he looks like? Well, it gets fishier when you see that the NYPD was supplying him with assault rifles. Were the police going to be in on this? Who are we supposed to call when things happen now, Ghostbusters? So if the police were in on it and they're not showing his face and he's out on probation, What's really going on? But the FBI arrested him and sent him to federal prison. Who could really be behind this? The CIA? I don't know if you realize, but the CIA does not have any power in the United States. So there you have it, people. They say white supremacy doesn't exist. We do not have a racist country. Whenever you hear Tim Scott say that nonsense, send him this video. It's really wild what we're going through in this country, man. Stock up, prepare, because things are going to hit the fan. That's it. I'm done for now. Hope you guys like the stream. Okay. And, um, you know, like, share, comment, subscribe. I am on Spotify. I am on Rumble. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Later.